This podcast is sponsored by OMI, the company that makes CRM work. Today's guest is Kevin Hopp, CEO of Hopp Consulting Group. So, Kevin, welcome to welcome to the podcast. I would like to start just by asking you about Hop Consulting Group. Obviously, uh, the the eponymous consulting group. What what do you do? Who do you serve? I'm familiar with the uh, your podcast, which is which is excellent. But let's assume that the people listening are not. What, tell us about yourself. Sure thing. Yeah, my name is Kevin Hop. I run my own small consulting business, and I, I make sure to say the word small because I am very committed to being a solopreneur. For, for at least the, the next year and a half here. So all my clients get my time. Why is my time important? Why would they work with me? So I, I work exclusively with early stage and late early stage tech companies. So my experience in the working world has all been with early stage tech companies. So I've been the first hire in a business four different times. Three of those were, were software companies. So I've always been the only guy in the room when the founder looks around and says, uh, who are we going to sell to? How are we going to do this? Like, how, how, what's our go-to-market look like? So I've had to do that so many times that now I have a passion for doing it the right way for early-stage technology companies. And I do feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've unlocked a bit of a cheat code here <laughs> with uh, what I do for VC-backed tech companies. The idea of if you have capital and you want to go talk to your market, you want to get net new conversations going, I really excel at building those software systems, like a, a technology stack with a whole process around why building it that way, with a whole process around how we use that technology stack to generate net new business for tech startups. So the, the shortest way to say it is I do outbound sales consulting. The longest way to say it is, you know, I'm a cold calling geek with a lot of really specific experience. And, and I, I only work with, uh, with tech companies committed to growth. And this may be obvious, but most of your clients, I assume, are, are B2B companies, right? Yeah, that's all my experience. So I, okay. 100% of my experience is B2B, and I only work with B2B companies because I, I know that motion very, very well. Uh, you know, most of the, 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 the bottom line of my methodology, I call it conversation first. So I'm all about cold calling. And, and I kind of, the way I tell that story is making what is old new again. You know, the rise of the silent sales floor, the rise of sales automation, sales enablement, marketing, all that's really, really great. And, and if your company invests in marketing the right way, you might not have to do a lot of that ice cold outbound motion. But the founders that work with me work with me because they say, shoot, you're right. Like my, my sales floor is quiet. My sales reps don't know how to talk the talk because they spend all their time taking orders. And we need to go make it happen for ourselves. And that is not easy, right? Cold calling is not anybody's favorite thing. And I, I know that and I acknowledge that and I make it suck less. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I want to ask you a bunch of questions about, you know, your business and, and who you guys help and, and why companies come to you. But I'm curious about just your background real quick. You know, it sounds like you specialize in going from like zero to best friends, right? Or at least that's the goal with, uh, with whoever you're calling. At what age did you figure out, okay, I'm an extrovert, I'm very good at insinuating myself or being charming or, you know, just the skills that, that it takes to be somebody who can get on the phone with somebody who doesn't know who you are and, and then have them sort of eating out of your hand in the, you know, in, in the next five minutes? That's, uh, wow, really good question. <laughs> because, uh, you, know, you know what I like to say about people that are good at outbound sales and, and most like people that end up kind of in sales, we are the kids that growing up, like your parents and your friends and uh, people would be like, man, you should be a lawyer. 
<laughs> like you, you should be a lawyer. Look at the way you argue your point there. Look at the way you get what you want all the time. You should be a lawyer. And then I, like the kids that end up in sales are the ones that don't like school. <laughs> me, I, I didn't like school. <laughs> I graduated with a four year degree, but man, I, I didn't, didn't turn around as I walked out the door. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm done with school. But, uh, I noticed that I had the gift of the gab. Um, it took me until my working years. I, I thought sales was a dirty word. I, you got to understand like my background though. Like my father has a PhD in mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. My, my mother was a stay at home mom. I didn't know any salespeople. Like I knew no, nobody that I knew was a salesperson. The only person I knew growing up that was a salesperson was my friend's dad. And what I knew was that he got laid off every few years and like that he was constantly without a job. And like my family didn't talk positively about that. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh yeah, Bob got laid off again. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I thought sales was. So when I got into uh, college, I did some internships. I realized in the working world, like I interned at this company called Invoca. They raised $30 million. It was a tech startup in downtown Santa Barbara that felt like Silicon Valley. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And all the noise, all the fun, all the energy in the office was in the sales corner, right? Where, where the 10 salespeople were and they were doing demos and banging gongs and all that stuff. And then I, I was doing a customer success internship with account management. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I am clicking in a spreadsheet all day and sitting quietly in, a, in an office while someone's talking on a polycom to a customer about a problem. And I'm looking out the glass door of the office, like leaning over at the sales pit going, God, that looks fun, you know? And then I, I just have that kind of high energy attitude. So Long story short, you know, my first job out of college was I was the first hire in a startup. I was the first hire. So I got to do everything. But then I noticed right away that I'm like, oh, wow, a lot of people struggle with sales. They mm-hmm. struggle with this. And they, they are just not they're like, oh, man, cool calling. No way. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'll call them. Sure. You tell me there's money in it for me. Let's go. Right. That's <laughs> like, interesting. Uh, I mean, well, you, well, you talked about, you know, sort of in your family, sales having a better, you know, it feels like it was just. Un, you know, not appreciated the, the importance of it, right. In, in a, in a business, like, cause, cause in, in certain businesses, salesmen are like the, you know, they're the, the, the fighter pilots, right. They're the, the golden boys. Um, what, uh, you know, talk to me about businesses that get this right. Who, who, what do they, what do they understand about needing this role to really be sort of like acing it for them? That's a great question. It's kind of a, a I mean, there's, there's, there's two little answers there. I think one of the answers is, you know, my, my perspective of sales growing up, came from not knowing any salespeople, right? Like, and my dad, as an engineer, loathed salespeople because he never had to deal with them. And when he did, it was like for a big project he's working on and then he hates it, right? Mm-hmm. But as I've seen in my consulting work in the first few, first six years of my career when I was working W2s, there, there tends to be a lack of respect in general around sales that, that salespeople are a dime a dozen or that salespeople are only coin operated, right? Like I, I have, I think I'm bridge with that idea too. Uh, when I tell people that I'm a sales consultant, a lot of people will say, Oh, cool. Well, I'd be happy to hire you commission only. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, 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 no, I'm a consultant in that I teach process structure and strategy at the same level as your, you know, project management consultant, at the same level as your engineering consultant, where it's very strategic. And my knowledge is what you are buying. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I'm not, coin operator. I don't work commission only. And I, I actually really haven't made straight commission in probably three years, three, mm-hmm. four years. Everything I do is project retainer based. So 
I think um, that's what I look for. I look for organizations that are looking to get a more pure definition of how to do the job of sales right. And if you're committed to that, a guy like me is who you want to bring in. Right. You wouldn't hire an HR person and say like, all right, we're going to pay you based on, right, how many, like if our, if our retention rate goes how up people or something. stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of that, a lot of that is like un- unhealthy culture around uh, sales. And we're seeing this today. Like I'm, I'm seeing this right now in, you know, companies just slashing their sales departments. The layoffs are going left, right, and sideways, man. On, on LinkedIn, it's just a, it's doom and gloom on there. Hmm. Uh, companies are with the recession, impending recession and markets crashing and stuff like that. People are just laying off the sales team because it's like, well, we could always hire some more people that want to hunt for commission next time around. So right, right. I think the companies to, 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 to finally answer your question yeah. is what, is, what do companies, what differentiates a company to get sales right is they focus on the process. Right. And, and this is, this is so true. I mean, John Wooden talks about this a lot, uh, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of like the, the greatest speakers of our time have talked about like, don't be obsessed with the outcome, be obsessed with the process. You know what I mean? Uh, Kobe Bryant was big on this. The whole idea of like, I gotta like, I gotta make a thousand free throws in practice so that when I go to the game, it's no big deal. Like a lot of companies tend to say like, I need revenue. I need it as fast as possible. Ah, hurry up. Close, close, close. Hey Kevin, it's been three weeks. Where's all my pipeline? You know, uh, an attitude like that. The companies that get sales right are, are obsessed with creating a process over time that will produce reliable results, but you gotta be patient. It's just like any other discipline and it's not coin operated. Yeah, that's great. Um, so that process is some mix, I would assume of technology and, you know, best practices, just like, you know, the, the motions, maybe, maybe just like discipline to stick with it too. But like w- break those down for me. Like what are some of the key technologies, key, key sort of uh, practices that you would implement when you go into, um, you know, and, and maybe we keep it high level because I'm sure that each of your clients is a little different, right? And so, but what are some of the major yeah. things you, you tend to see across companies that they need, you know, for you to implement? So it's, it's three areas, right? And it's the same three areas that a lot of consultants talk about. I, I, I hear it a lot, but I, I also have an echo chamber right around me of people like me. But the three areas that I help people focus on really is process, technology, and people. All three of those are really important, right? So you can, you can kind of say the, the right order, in my opinion, is technology first, right? Because we want to be able to do more with less. And particularly, this is a major key here, particularly in today's market, if your company is trying to build a serious go-to-market function and you just lean on salespeople to do the old-fashioned, quote-unquote, elbow grease of picking up the phone 10 digits at a time or hunting for email addresses one-on-one online somewhere. Like if you're not investing in a technology stack, you're not going to retain talent. Okay. So we build the technology stack for an efficient operation, but we all know the biggest problem with software is vaporware. The idea of I, I get sold a bill of goods. I buy the software. It's expensive. No one ever really uses it to its potential. So what I do is I help, I say, I call my shot. I say, hey, you use these platforms. Here's how we're going to use them. Here's my entire like user guide on how I help teams get these platforms to sing and work. And then we train the person. Because there, there is an element of sales in particular where the performer matters, right? Like the, uh, the, the you know, I saw Top Gun last night. What, and not to give it away for anybody, no spoilers, but the, the big line in Top Gun is it's not the plane, it's the pilot. That's my same pitch 
for sale technology, right? It's not the plan, it's the pilot. Yeah, you can go buy all the excellent tech stuff, but if you don't have a, a, a rep that understands how to have those customer conversations and a rep that understands how to operate the tech in general, it's not going to work out very well, right? So it's people, process, and technology, and that's what the magic of Pop Consulting Group. I help people blend those in a way that actually works. How do I know I've done it? <laughs> done it a bunch. Right. So, right, right, right. Yeah. So make this make this a little bit more concrete for us. Like, what what is like a, a, a general process for this? Like, you know, you start with maybe prospecting, right? You find the people you want to call, then you call them, then you then you what? Like, and if I get the first two things wrong, like, or or, the, or it starts before the prospecting, like, tell me that too. Like, what 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 are the steps? What are the major major steps here? The major steps are you have to have a place to keep track of who you're reaching out to, when, and what you said, which is a CRM, right? I don't know many people that skip that step, which is good news, right? So you got to have a CRM. You want to try and build your tech stack around the customer record because at the end of the day, the most sustainable thing you can do for long-term growth is to respect the customer experience. And the customer experience starts the minute that you decide you want to sell to them. It doesn't, it doesn't start the day that they become a customer because if they're getting spammy emails or, you know, bunk emails or they're getting lots of cold calls that are, you know, not, not effective, you know, all the problems that tend to happen with poorly trained sales teams, then they become worse customers. <laughs> they're not happy or they never become a customer, right? So CRM first, uh, data is really important. A lot of people tend to go cheap on data. What I mean by data is prospect data. Like I want George's cell phone number. I don't want George's wife's cell phone number. So if we get a CRM, we invest in a data source to get relatively accurate data. Then we need a productivity tool. Uh, the sales acceleration space is bigger than ever, right? And I'm talking outreach. I'm talking sales loft. I'm talking Xanth. I'm talking Outplay. I'm talking Apollo. I can go on and on and on. There are all these platforms that are designed to help a salesperson take a prospect through a buying journey from, okay, I want to sell to George. I'm going to put George in this sequence where I, as a salesperson, I'm going to measure my productivity. And every day when I log in, it says, okay, cool. You called George yesterday, send him an email today. Okay. You emailed him yesterday, send him a LinkedIn message today. It's like, it helps mm -hmm. you stay productive. And mm -hmm. I, I can't stress this enough. Like maybe this is the biggest takeaway of this point is if you aren't using technology for sales acceleration around productivity, you are losing. <laughs> in 2022, sales engagement tech is the standard. You need this stuff. I don't work with clients that aren't committed to buying this stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it, it, it's becoming table stakes. It's as essential as the CRM. You know, the, the CRM had the same revolution in the early 2000s. Where people were like, holy cow, we need to buy Salesforce? Like, what is this? How do we even use this, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. That, that is my, my big takeaway there. And then, you know, once you have those base layers laid down, we need to establish a, a messaging strategy and a, and a base go-to-market, right? You know, I, I guess I, I'd be curious, you know, you, you mentioned, you said cold calling. And, and I wonder if you meant that literally. Like, are, is it always a phone call? Or, you know, I guess the larger question here is, in what ways have, you know, technology and the, the way we live these days changed the methods you use to reach out to people and and where do you see it going from here like what what is the future of of outbound selling well it's a big question so <laughs> uh so technology has made a salesperson's life a hundred times easier now why is that because in the let's say the years 2003 2005 whatever 
I'm going to have to look someone up. I might have some, you know, rudimentary type database CRM. Then I'm going to call their, their number that I find by hand because dialing tech wasn't a big deal then. And this whole time, I don't really have a way to visualize what this person looks like, what they might care about, you know, where they went to school, you know, where, they, what, where, where was their last job? That's called LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn is the Bible for salespeople. It is, mm-hmm. is the essential, the, the, the greatest gift that salespeople have ever gotten. Because at the end of the day, in the most rudimentary form, sales is people selling to people and trust is sales. People do not buy for people they don't trust. You can't get someone's trust if they don't know you. And that's the biggest barrier to outbound sales is they don't know you from Adam. They don't know who you are. So with LinkedIn, we get a chance to create a personal brand, to create an image, to create a, hey, look, I'm a real person just like you. I have thoughts, feelings, family. Don't be rude. You can trust me. We went to the same school. We like the same things. We have the same sort of opinions. So LinkedIn is, is, is really critical. But the other important part to your question about the future of outbound sales well, geez, it is getting harder and harder every day. And the biggest tech companies in the world are actively working day in and day out to make outbound sales harder. Apple has a feature that the, your iPhone will not ring if I'm not already in your address book. Mm-hmm. That kills me. <laughs> that kills everybody, right? <laughs> that kills anybody who's trying to do cold calling. Google and uh, Apple also have email features that anonymize your emails and create burner emails within seconds to get lead forms and other things like that. So you never, you can start to to be much more anonymous as you go around the world and makes it harder to tell who might be interested in things. So all that to say, it's getting harder and harder, which means, what does harder mean? Harder means it's going to take more attempts. Now call it an email, call it a LinkedIn connect, call it a phone call more attempts per person to get the same conversion rate over time. Like that is the definition of harder for outbound sales. So like the, the, the big blanket message there is you have to have technology and process to level up against this. Otherwise you're simply going to be playing a losing game, right? If you're not using an auto dialer, you're going to lose. If you're not using technology to, to, to cleanse your domain, use proxy domains, warm up your inbox, do email deliverability the right way, you're going to lose. So that's, that's kind of the, and it's, it's happening today, but it's only going to get worse. Yeah. It makes me think about last week, I got an email from someone and it said, Hey, first name <laughs> in the subject line. And then yeah. I was like, you know, you're, you're using Bummer. technology, but like, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're moving too fast. Maybe, maybe you're trying to hit more names per, you know, per, per minute than, you know, because, because it's hard. Oh, I, I, I promise you there was a sales rep on the end of that that went, don't, you yeah. know, like, gosh, darn it. I hit send on the campaign before I had it flushed out. So <laughs> you feel bad, but. Yep. Yep. This is great. Uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. I, w- I want to give you a chance to plug that and tell people where they can find it and where they can find more information about Hop Consulting Group. Um, because, you know, I, I think, man, just everything, you know, I, I imagine that working with you, I've not worked with you, is is very, very useful. You you also just a ton of ton of content out there. And so, you know, which, which I imagine is part of a, a healthy, you know, healthy sales pipeline. So uh, tell us tell us where to get into your top of funnel, basically. Absolutely. So LinkedIn is the number one place. Like I mentioned, I'm built, I'm pretty committed to building a, a nice personal brand there. I have a podcast where I'm, I'm generally just obsessed with people's stories. 
I think there's a world where I, I could be, I, I want to be Joe Rogan one day, like Joe Rogan's got the best job of all time. His podcast, he literally just takes cool people, sits down with them and talks for hours and, and people listen to every minute of it. So I, like, that's my dream job. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was a psychology major in school. I'm fascinated by people. Uh, so my podcast is called the sales career podcast. If you're in sales, it will be valuable for you period, full stop. It's, it's really interesting stuff from some of the, 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 the brightest minds and leaders in sales technology and in the SaaS space, very specifically software space. So highly recommend you check that out. You can go to hopconsultinggroup.com to, if, if you want to learn more about my services. And uh, I have a, an online course that I'm about to launch. And we mentioned cold calling a few times here. I'm a cold calling freak. I'm all about it. And I am launching a course called Cold Calling 101. So this is everything you need to know to have a modern approach to outbound cold calling so that it produces and so that it is something that you don't hate. Like that's my, my big mission statement with the course is cold calling sucks. I'm trying to help it help you make it suck less. Right. So that course is, is really foundational knowledge. I give it all away. It's 49 bucks. Check it out. Got it. And that, that is on your landing page. I'm looking at it right now. And, and so you can go in and log in and sign up for that. Maybe not log in. You just go in and, and hit get started. So very easy. Uh, Kevin, man, this is really useful. Thank you for the time today. Um, really enjoyed hearing, uh, hearing about how you do what you do. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on and uh, let's stay connected. 